Good morning. Welcome back to Cheeky Crypto. My name is Nick and I'm joined by a very special guest, Cardboard Chris. <laughs> special guest. The guy on the right. The, the guy one, on the right. The that's only. the one. That's the one. Guy on the right. There's only one guy on the right and uh, he goes by the name of Cheeky Chris. Welcome to Cheeky Crypto. We're here to talk, well, crypto. Funny enough. We're going to be talking a few things. Bitcoin and... Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of interesting things that have happened and unfolding, Chris. We see uh, a lot of uh, FOMO. Uh, we see a lot of uh, profits being taken. Uh, we see a lot of profit, actually. I'm going to talk yeah. a, bit, a little bit about that uh, in a moment or so. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's good to see Bitcoin up in these ranges, but uh, I don't think it's going to last terribly too long. Um, but we'll get into all that kind of stuff. Let me... Uh, kind of start off with the usual kind of intro if you find it useful informative smash that like button really do appreciate that uh currently on 41 likes 200 people viewing let's see if we can get over 100 that would be absolutely epic uh if you're new to the channel why not subscribe tap the bell select all the notifications and in doing so you will stay up to date with all the videos and live streams that we do here at cheeky crypto now above and beyond all of those things what's the number one thing that people should be doing chris hitting that like button i hope you said that already I know, but you said that's you know one of the things that you know. it's one of them. I say, so what else? What else do we do? What else do we do? Uh, I have no idea. What what do we do? Now? Join us down in Discord. Got to join us down in Discord. It's the place to be. Lots happening in Discord. Uh, Let, and did you know, Chris? Did you know? I think you do know. Probably it's an achievement that's that's happened here. Let's see if this button's going to work. Yes, there it is. Nine, no nine, three thousand nine hundred ninety-four bands <laughs> in the discord server and that's just demonics i believe <laughs> yeah look um like on that note right um that we're getting up to the same amount of people in the discord at this rate and we don't want to ban people but if your bell ends then that's what happens <laughs> um what was it yesterday like somebody messaged and i was trying my hardest to give the guy the be uh, the benefit of the doubt um i was trying to be nice and trying not to you know uh, my cursor was hovering over the ban uh you know button on there and uh, i don't really want to do that but um when the community were like well if you don't like it go i was just like at this point like the community doesn't want him there so see you later goodbye um but yeah it's like uh you're doing a quiz uh a crypto quiz with all this mayhem going on it's like what mayhem like <laughs> what are you talking about there is no mayhem like the only person that's causing mayhem is you um it's just yeah it's craziness um but it's a weekly quiz that we do at the same time every week regardless of mayhem yeah regardless of mayhem exactly. um yeah. the discord's a fantastic place to be not only uh, do we try to keep the community as safe as possible with um you know banning so many people uh fake accounts and scammer accounts and just as chris would say absolute bellends also get banned as well um breaking community rules all that kind of stuff so we try to keep the community as safe as possible so yeah good good amount of bans now chris on the on the topic of profit and bitcoin pushing up um we've had some fantastic trades that have gone out in the trader tier for patreon uh obviously these slips get shared in the discord it's good to see so many in green um and all that kind of stuff not all trades win of course but uh, it's good to see a sizable amount of green in the discord server as well which is great to see yeah it's fantastic and uh if you haven't checked out the patreon membership uh don't take our word for it i'm sure there's patreon members in the live chat they can tell you how wonderful it is i'd rather they speak than than us but you know you do get two weekly amas you do get um ta on request as well we've got a, a technical analyst team um you get obviously trade ideas and um 
yeah, we're utilizing artificial intelligence and machine learning for that. There's just so much going on. Weekly quiz, which is for everybody in the Discord. Uh, the, the, the recent thing that we added was airdrops. And um, yeah, the last one was the Super Bowl airdrop. Uh, and members got alerted to this uh, through the airdrop uh, channel in the Discord um, just for members. Um, but basically, everybody that managed to get one of those uh, airdropped NFTs, you know, the minimum that they earned from that airdrop was $500 for nothing, for just scanning a QR code. Um, so, you know, there's loads of opportunities to make your membership pay uh, for itself and, uh, you know, make good profit from it. So uh, definitely worth checking it out. Awesome. Um, should we start things off with announcements, Chris? I kind of jumped the gun a little bit with bands and Discord and all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, you anything know, else has been unfolding? I don't, re- I don't really like celebrating the fact that we're banning so many people. But it's not something to be celebrated. But at the same time, you know, it, 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 it is does... when they're out there to scam the community. That's yeah, why yeah. Some, some of them are just tools, though. Uh, it's not their fault. It's just who they are. Um, but, you know, it's a tool free environment. Uh, and we want to keep it that way. Um, but yeah, look, uh, I guess announcements. Uh, we'll start with the um, the Llama NFT. The Cardano Llama NFT is now on JPEG store, which is great. Um, now we are going to reopen. I think there's like roughly a thousand llamas left. We are going to reopen that uh, sale. But first of all, I want all of the llamas that have been purchased already to be delivered. And we're about 50 or so short of uh, achieving that milestone. Um, so I've been sort of in contact with the developers over in Germany. And in a nutshell, uh, some of the addresses that have been sent over are smart contract addresses. So it's not necessarily that the, the addresses that people have sent over are, are not right. It, it's more the system, the back end uh, struggles with the smart contract uh, feature of some of the wallet addresses that have been sent over so um, later today i will have the details on on the last 50 or so uh, addresses and um you know the the steps uh that we can take to to get those delivered so hopefully by tomorrow i'd like to think that we would have all of those delivered so if you haven't received uh, an nft yet but you've purchased one uh, there is a form in the discord to fill in just fill that in don't no need to panic or have any concern uh, we just get all of these over the line and over to, to each of the people that purchased and then we'll reopen the sale um lots of buzz now that uh, obviously people can get their hands on them anything yeah, you want to add um no i mean it's uh, it's obviously people's first nft right oh that's the idea of cardano llama education on how to kind of transact on nfts and get used to kind of you know how to use jpeg store and kind of where to store it all so you know it's an educational thing they were dirt cheap um to mint right five yeah. ada uh, to get them minted so, and yeah i mean the floor price at the moment is 29 ada yeah so so let's just be really clear um that they're cheap because we wanted to get as many people involved as possible you know this was really a project about like nick said education it's about giving people uh, a a project that they can you know an nft project that they can get involved in where there's a low barrier to entry um so you know what i mean by this is it's not going to cost the earth to get in and you risk losing lots of money it's five ada which is about two dollars fifty initially when we were, were minting it so um yeah, it's it's not a lot of money for for I would say probably the majority of people out there that are in crypto. Uh, a fantastic way to 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 dip your feet in and uh, 
you know get involved and there's lots of stuff that nick and myself are exploring about what we can do with the nfts um so yeah just uh keep your your eyes uh on this one it's going to be rather interesting absolutely it's fantastic yeah, it's not about making money for us it's about literally educating and that's why they were so cheap it actually cost us um you know to to, to make this uh like come to to reality uh obviously it, we wanted to do it for free but that would have been outside of our budget so we managed to get it down to about five ada awesome stuff okay any other announcements chris uh you know yesterday was my quote-unquote day off <laughs> yeah it was your day off um mm. I don't think there is any other uh, announcements. We've got the Rejuve sale coming up. Um, so that's going to be very sought after. And um, yeah, look, if you haven't looked at this project, I would definitely start researching it now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've kind of been through the kind of different NFTs and stuff before. So more details in the Discord server, I guess. Yeah, exactly that. So um, there is so much opportunity in the discord and this is why we keep saying you know join up to the discord it's not the easiest discord in the world to get into uh, because of the security features um but once you're in there there's just so much going on so definitely worth uh you know getting involved and we've got a great community and it's all about you know not paying that entry fee that a lot of people talk about nick where uh, what they really mean is they've been scammed or they lost money there's so much experience in the discord uh, and everybody wants to help one another be successful. So uh, that is kind of what we're trying to harbour with the the Discord is this, you know, uh, inclusive. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're brand new to the space or you've been here since 2017 or even earlier. Um, it's a, a fantastic place to, to support one another and, um, you know, uh, be successful in the space and not have to pay that entry fee, you know, not have to be scammed to realise what, you know, how, how scams work, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, then. Anything else you want to talk about before? Um, I don't know if know. I mentioned that the Discord is free to join, right? It's free to not, join. Not trying to pitch you anything. It's free. Yeah, so linked link in the description below. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything from you? Any updates from you, Nick? It was obviously your day off yesterday. Um, uh, working hard, you know, so all I do is work every did you, day. Did you see the, the picture of your potential setup that I sent over in Discord? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw the, the picture and I just thought, who on earth would want to use a TV as a monitor? That's like, no. Yeah. The okay. refresh rates are just too, too, too low. <laughs> what is it, like a, a 50 or 75 inch like, like, yeah. TV at the top? No one's going to want that. That that's going to be like super laggy and so frustrating to use. Um, so so no, I won't be doing that. Uh, the space, unfortunately, is going to probably be smaller than I would have liked it to be because I need to build a room inside a room with an air gap to kind of soundproof it all and, and all that kind of stuff, right? And well, that eats into the floor space a bit. So I, I don't know. I like I really wanted to kind of squeeze in a fourth monitor. I do, um, but it's going to be a challenge, I think. So we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be good, but I just don't think it's going to be quite as good as I would like it to be. But we'll see. Awesome. It will be, it will be good. It'll be good. Um, yeah, come and join a Discord. Uh, linked in the live chat as well, which is good stuff. Um, so, yeah, what do you want to kind of start with, Chris? I mean, we've seen a lot of uh, news-related things occurring. Uh, you, know, you see things going on with Ripple case, the Hinman speech. You see things going on with Binance. Like, what's your take on it all? Um, I think that 
And what number of exchanges do we have right now? 547. I think we're going to drop off massively. Uh, the the number of uh, <clears throat> the the number of exchanges. I think um, the SEC. Uh, I don't know. My concern is around this custodian stuff. I don't know if you've seen it, but um, the SEC are saying uh, you know certain exchanges. Um, you know, aren't um, legally qualified uh, as custodians. So I think that is going to be the next sort of uh, push forward from the SEC over the next um, three to six months. I think we're going to see them, um, you know, take an enforcement action against a lot of exchanges that are offering um, services to to the US citizens. I think that's going to be the next big thing. So I have concerns over that. Um, obviously, it's only a US thing, but the US uh, are, are a big part of the crypto space. Yeah, numbers-wise, um, numbers-wise, I mean they they do definitely uh, contribute the most, I think, uh, in terms yeah. of like a single country um, to to crypto. But that being said, they're only hurting themselves long term if they continue through this this route. Um, you know, we've got the UK wanting to be the, the hub of crypto, for example. Uh, we've got many other countries around the world that are kind of trying to embrace it. But uh, then you end up with the US trying to make sure that they stay the dominant power. But I think in the long run, it's only going to uh, to hurt them. But we'll see how it kind of plays out. Um, yeah. So what's your, yeah, what's your take on um, on the Ripple side of things and the Hinman speech? I don't really have too much of a, a take on it. I've kind of always said I expected there to be a settlement. It doesn't look like there is going to be a settlement because I don't think the SEC are willing to settle. But I think that can change if you know the SEC end up in a position where they look like they're definitely going to lose. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a victory for, for Ripple all the way at the minute. Mm, it's definitely looking that way um okay cool have you seen anything else in the news you want to kind of talk about chris well only if you want to take away all my video ideas oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's, that's a no then that's a no then yeah <laughs> i'm limited okay. by what i can talk about that's going to be you know interesting for for viewers so um i probably will cover more in depth around my thoughts on the sec and uh their their agenda around um exchanges because um i think a lot of it does link back to to sam bankman freed as well i think uh there will be no justice i think he will walk free and um i think the agenda by uh, against Binance is, is still ongoing. So I might dig into all of that sort of stuff, real speculative uh, side of things. But um, yeah, like the corruption is just, it's on another level. Okay, cool. Um, not cool that there's corruption on a whole different level, of course, but cool that we can now progress on to talk about the main subject matter. Uh, I can see people kind of talking about things in the live chat and there's a few people or one person maybe trying to mock a little bit 14k incoming lol and all that kind of stuff i'm going to talk about what's going on and i'm going to show you the data and it's important that you come up with your own conclusion as to what you think this data means i'm going to tell you my thoughts and opinions on what this data means you know um, what martin you're going to end up coming my you know with egg on your face one day mate yeah it's going to be one of those but anyway nonetheless just wait i'm going to, I'm going to kind of give you the data and you can run with that however you see fit form your own opinion i'll give you my thoughts on it 
um, and the data is going to be cut in the cleanest possible way because that's what I do and it's not going to be kind of you know cut in a way that makes the narrative form bore you okay it's going to be cut as in this is exactly what's happening make your own goddamn decision as to what you think it means that kind of thing okay so let's go ahead and start things off by jumping down into coin market cap we'll just start here talk about that we're above the one trillion dollars again we'll briefly below it and now we're back above it uh 1.113 trillion dollar market cap uh 76 billion dollars in trading volume in the last 24 hours bitcoin dominance according to coin market cap is at 42.7 with ethereum at 18.5 there are 587 different cryptocurrency exchanges and 22,560 different cryptocurrencies. It's important that you do your own research, come to your own conclusions. Do not just blindly follow what another influencer is telling you. Do not know if they're just reading a script, whether they bought a bucket load of the cheapest shitcoin they could possibly find, just to shill it to you and push the price to the upside. Okay, so 22,560. Do your own research, come to your own conclusions, and you should hopefully be okay. You'll avoid the scams, the honeypots, the rug pulls, and find the hidden gems and the diamonds in the rough above and beyond anyone else. No substitute for it. Just kind of got to get it done, right, Chris? Exactly that. Okay, so that kind of covers off that part. Let's talk about the main subject matter. Let's get into some Bitcoin data. I'm going to have to hide the cams because we've got a lot to talk about here. Okay. 19,292,500 BTC in circulating supply. Okay, we take that price, which is $24,580 when I pulled this data this morning, multiply it by the supply, we end up with a $474.54 billion market cap. Understand that the price is dictating the market cap and that the market cap only shows us a macro level pricing. We know that the price does not represent value, and we know that price does not represent liquidity. Therefore, our market cap by default cannot represent value and cannot represent liquidity. I won't talk any more about it. I talk about it too much. Market cap is a fool's game if you think it's actually a meaningful metric of any way. Okay, it, it really is absolute garbage. I've got three different variations of three different calculations of market cap. Equally, each one is equally as, as pointless as the last. Moving on, there's been $12 billion of transactions across the chain for Bitcoin in the last 24 hours. $16.36 billion of trading volume in the last 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance, according to my data source here, is at 41.9, not the 42.7 that you see on coin market cap the lower the number the more accurate the number but by no stretch of the imagination do i think that this is a the the most accurate number out there right it's it's all subjected to how many cryptocurrency um how much cryptocurrency data there is available to be divided by bitcoin's market cap for example moving on 993.46 thousand active addresses in the last 24 hours we produced 163 blocks at a cost of 859.33 thousand dollars essentially it cost just short of a million dollars to move 12 billion dollars I mean, you can see obviously that the the amount of fees that were paid recently is significantly higher even though the number of blocks produced was pretty much the same cost per block increased over double the amount in the last 24 hours or so and um, so it's an interesting way to kind of look at it price i said as uh, when i pulled this data this morning was twenty four thousand five hundred and eighty. um the all-time high remains just short of sixty nine thousand usd um and therefore we're 64.1208 percent from the all-time high okay so that's your top level stuff there's nothing too much about that other than the fact that we can see that there's an increase uh, cost per block and we've seen pretty significant volume across the chain of bitcoin but 
that's where the goodness kind of ends for a little bit because when we go into this data and uh, this is the on-chain metrics data and i've added another uh, few things at the top here just to kind of help anchor in a few things we can see since the 1st of january 2023 1.2727 million btc has gone onto the exchanges and 1.2823 million has come off the exchanges meaning that the exchanges have lost only 9.5 thousand btc now this is important i added the difference in here because i wanted to kind of illustrate to everyone that i mean there's this narrative chris right let me where are you you're here i think yeah there's this narrative you may have seen it you see it from different pockets of twitter or wherever that whales have been buying right that's the kind of the narrative that has been basically just shield out there across twitter and various things it's also reached the comment section on our youtube videos right whales are buying whales are buying uh, your data's wrong whales are buying well no the whales are not buying but there are people out there cutting the data to make it look like whales are buying okay because there's different levels and different tiers um, of how you might want to kind of cut your data and the way that i've cut my data basically is inclusive whereas other people tend to cut their data and omit certain things out so when we kind of think about how you can kind of make data do whatever you want uh, actually it's a good, good idea to kind of you know scrutinize the data source okay who's telling you whatever you know whales are buying and try to come to your own conclusions on it uh, and does it make logical sense and what happens if you don't admit these certain other wallet counts and all that kind of stuff so when we have this data here where we can see that during 2023 so far okay so we're what you know a fair way through the beginning of this quarter we can see only 9500 bitcoin have come off the exchanges that's what's been accumulated and um, by coming off the exchanges this is also illustrated by the fact that we've had this really flat line down here with the balance of bitcoin on exchanges there aren't really that many participants, right? You can just see it's kind of going sideways. You can also see here on the net difference change over the 30-day average. Each one bar is a 30-day average period over what the inflows and the outflows and the net difference between those two look like. And you can see that during the whole FTX saga, a lot of outflows were occurring, right? We can see the accumulation of the exchanges. You can kind of see it all through here and you can see it on here. And then pretty much from December, it just goes onto the exchanges again and we end up with this flat period. This particular flat period here is when all of those uh, all that FOMO and all that uh, greenness in the market and Bitcoin's uh, move to the upside occurs right now we know that the DXYs are a big driver behind that and the way that the forex traders have been selling usd for sterling euro japanese yen you name it they just don't want to hold dollars right um, and as such the dxy drops down and dxy dropping down means that you need more dollars to buy your bitcoin and so forth right so we know that it's been an artificial pump to a degree and then you get a little bit of retail fomo and that helps really drive it and cement it in it doesn't help when you have a lot of influencers also saying that the bull market has started or <laughs> not just influencers chris because uh I believe there was a bank that came out and said, we're in a bull market now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are trustworthy individuals, you know. Yeah, they, they would never, you know, they would never lie. or, no. you know, work no, they for a cartel. Not, not at all. So no. when we have our data, right, and our data is telling us, okay, we've only really seen 9.5 thousand Bitcoin coming off the exchanges, which is tiny it's absolutely tiny. Um, do we really realistically think and believe to ourselves that, the whales have been accumulating because the data from the 
just just following the number of Bitcoin uh, going on and off the exchanges, it, it doesn't look like whales have been accumulating, right? So let's progress on. We'll talk a little bit about the hodl waves um, before we kind of progress on to kind of wallet counts. The hodl waves are an indication as to how long Bitcoin has been static for in a specific wallet, right? So when Bitcoin uh, get basically moves from, let's say, an exchange to a cold storage wallet, you have a timestamp associated with it. And we are basically tracking the timestamp on every single Bitcoin, right? And how long a Bitcoin has been static in an address or a fraction of a Bitcoin and so forth, right? Um, so what we can see is that we have uh, buckets of time, okay, so we've bro broken that down into buckets of time. 10 years or more, 7 to 10 years, 5 to 7 years, 3 to 5 years, 2 to 3 years, 1 to 2 years, and a whole host of months, all the way down to 24 hours. We then checked for two days uh, to see if there's any day-on-day -day changes, right? The 14th of February is this top row, and the 15th of February is the bottom row. So, 10 years or more. No change in uh, the amount of Bitcoin being held, and it just continues to hold there. 13.65% of, sorry, 13.68% of the circulating supply hasn't moved in over 10 years. We see there's no change on the 7 to 10s at 6.14%. Slight increase on the five to sevens, going from 8.33 to 8.34. Uh, we then see a slight decrease in the three to fives, going from 10.95 to 10.92, probably in both directions, bucket going up a bracket, uh, potentially going down a bracket. Uh, we then see the two to three year holders with a slight increase, going from 10.85 to 10.87, and the one to two year holders slight decrease as they go up a bracket, 17.02 to 17.01 percent of the circulating supply. So a lot of the circulating supply just hasn't moved in a very very significant period of time. Um, and again, this supports a bullish narrative, right? It means that long term holders they they remain long term. They're not they're not really too concerned about small micro movements and all that kind of nonsense. And, and I'm expecting some of these to get shaken out at some point. I just don't know when that's likely to be but for the most part they've been holding quite nicely over a pretty significant period of time let's move on to the inflows and the outflows right we've seen in the last 24 hours or so a pretty big move to the upside right and when you see a big move to the upside what's the one thing chris that you would expect to occur uh, wake up <laughs> what do you mean wake up uh, you just look like you're asleep there <laughs> uh, i've got a, i've got a bit of a migraine today to be honest so if Bitcoin's price moves up quite significantly. What's the one thing from an on-chain metric you would expect to see? Are you asking me a question here? I'm asking you a question, yeah. Repeat it. <laughs> For the third time. If Bitcoin's price is moving up rapidly, mm. what was the one on-chain metric that you would expect to see? Inflows. You'd expect to see outflows. Right, because you buy Bitcoin, what are you going to do? You're going to withdraw it from the exchange. You're not going to keep it on the exchange. That would be a pretty foolish thing to do, right? I mean, yeah, unless I mean, you really want to keep, do. you know, you'd keep millions or you know billions of dollars of Bitcoin on the exchange. Now, most most people who are in the know uh, are going to withdraw that Bitcoin. Uh, they're not going to necessarily just keep it going on to the exchange or keep it on the exchanges. Uh, most people have cold storage by this time, and if you haven't, check out Ledger down in the description down below, um, because you know you cannot trust the exchanges. And specifically with the SEC's attacks that are going on against exchanges, you're going to want to make sure that you're protected by a cold storage device. Not your keys, not your crypto, Gary Gensler. <laughs> right? Um, I feel like you're just not with me today. I'm with you. Are you? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think, uh, I think Chris needs more likes. I think if we hit more likes uh, on, the, on the stream, 
Chris might wake up. What do you reckon? We did this before, way back. Like, let's hit the light button. Let's see if we can wake Chris up. Cardboard Chris is back. <laughs> Silence. Silence. Can't crack on. <laughs> Just, oh dear. Anyway, we've got a load of outflows, right? This is not normally what you'd expect to see if prices moved up so significantly. Um, so yesterday we saw 36,000 BTC going onto the exchanges and 33,000 Bitcoin coming off the exchanges. That's a difference of 3,000 Bitcoin going on rather than coming off. Normally we'd expect, right, and the definition of a bull market versus a bear market would be that demand outpaces the supply, okay? And in a bear market, the supply outpaces the demand, right? Right now we're in a neutral position where these two lines of inflows and outflows are just dancing around each other. But uh, it's not bullish when we see a massive amount more inflows than we do uh, outflows. But right now it's not overly alarming. Like it's pretty standard stuff. Um, but what my point I'm making here is that there isn't a lot of demand that isn't already being equally met by the supply and that for not so bullish, right? If we were thinking about big bullish movement to the upside that was actually driven from demand, then our green line would be significantly above our red line, i.e. there'll be a lot more outflows and not so many inflows because the demand would be outpacing that of the supply very significantly, which we are not currently seeing in terms of our data here. So for the most part, um, not giving us that kind of bullish narrative on our inflows and our outflows. Let's go ahead and move on into Bitcoin Dust. Bitcoin Dust essentially is your lowest wallet uh, data uh, at 0.01 BTC per wallet uh, or more. Okay, uh, right now we actually did see a slight downward dip maybe... Yeah, slightly. We lost about 50 wallets uh, yesterday. Some profits were maybe taken from these 0 0.01 BTC wallet sizes. Um, so basically, we're rocking 11,588,000. If I actually zoom my head in closer to the chart so I can see it. Uh, 11,588,509 wallets uh, that have over 0 0.01 BTC in them. Um, nothing terribly too major to kind of note on this one. Now, as we move over into the retail size wallets, we can see Krill, which is over 1 BTC, uh, Shrimp, which is over 1 BTC, and Dolphins, over 10 BTC. Um, of which, actually, Chris, that, that was a funny thing I saw a few months ago where um, I think Glassnode was saying that a whale was anyone who had over 1 Bitcoin. <laughs> it just, just makes me laugh a little bit because yeah yeah it could be, be a, ooh, ooh, whales yeah fantastic um that would actually equate to i think like nearly a million whales um no, no that's not that's not how this goes um so anyway and what do we see here we actually see a decrease in these re uh, retail wallets uh on all fronts we see a slight decrease here on krill um, going from 4.231, so 4,231,772 to 4,231,583. So a 200 wallet also drop just in there. In the shrimp side of things, we also see a decrease from 981,876 down to 981,552. Uh, so again, we see another 300 wallet drops right in there. You then also see a drop in the dolphin side, uh, 155,472 down to 155,377. So you can see that retail here has consistently kind of just pulled out a little bit and taken some profits as prices moved up. Fair play. We don't mind that. 
Moving up into the larger sized wallets, what do we see? Well, we have sharks over 100 Bitcoin, whales over 1,000 Bitcoin, and kraken over 10,000 Bitcoin. So starting on the right-hand side, the sharks also has a decrease, going from 16,094 wallets down to 16,089 wallets. Not much, but, you know, we are talking 100 or so Bitcoin, so it has decreased a little bit there. We can also see that the whales also decreased here as price had moved up a little bit, um, going to uh, from uh, 2,000. 2035 to 2032 bearing in mind the bear market low at the moment on these wallet counts is 2027 which happened uh yeah what would you know on the 1st of february 2023 hmm, that means they're, they're still selling chris would you believe it the whales are still selling even though the bottom is in would you rather believe it do you believe it that's, that's, that's a strange thing to be doing uh how, how peculiar um anyway so if price had moved up and we saw a lot of inflows and, you know, a lot of outflows. Um, more in the way of inflows. Who's been buying? Well, really, we've only have one additional wallet here uh, that actually moved uh, to the upside, uh, which is over 10,000 Bitcoin or more. Um, so we went up from 116 wallets to 117 wallets. So all in all, retail has been selling sharks or sure, the traditional traders have been selling whales have been selling but the krakens went up at one wallet but the price moved up very very significantly right it, it moved up quite a bit so hmm, i'm gonna call it a bit unusual we have more in the way of inflows than we have outflows uh, which would support a bearish narrative we have a lot of selling activity but not so much buying activity doesn't make a lot of sense the price goes up and doesn't go down I'm going to call something a little bit fishy here, Chris. What's your thoughts? Well, I think it's just the same old shit, isn't it? Like, <laughs> they're just, you know, it's the same narrative from the same dickhead influencers, and uh, that, that doesn't matter how often they're wrong. Uh, eventually, you know, they'll be right about something. I mean, you know, I always say a broken clock's right twice a day. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that's... Uh, uh, maybe the data is corrupt can it be well the only way the data is corrupt is the same way that the exchanges would be corrupt because the data comes from the exchanges right so either the that exchanges <laughs> no right they that can't possibly do that it's all possible um the data is not wrong uh, unless of course the exchanges are lying about what they're submitting uh, okay so it's one of those um yeah, it is what it is. The data isn't wrong, but the data is cut in the most purest possible way, whereas some of these other platforms are cutting it and manipulating it differently. For example, they're ignoring, they're completely ignoring the 10,000 or more Bitcoin wallets, right? If they've got more than 10,000 Bitcoin in their wallet, uh, we don't, we don't need, don't care about that. We don't care about what those big, big players are doing. Those humpbacks. We don't care about what they're doing. We're only going to focus on, you know, what's between, you know, um, 100 or no, 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 it's between 1,000 and, and 9,999. What are those, what's that small set of data doing? Well, they, they were going up, right? Uh, well, they were, and not anymore. <laughs> but you're going to get the idea, right? You can't just cut things out and omit things. Take a look at the entire picture, which is why I like to have it as what is this wallet? What is 100 Bitcoin or more doing? What is 1,000 Bitcoin or more doing? What is 10,000 or more doing? It's important that we cut it that way so that we can avoid those common mistakes. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the data itself is the data. Uh, and if market makers are the ones that are really benefiting from this move to the upside, which most are because they were on the verge of, Chris. Bankruptcy. 
bankruptcy. Uh, so they are the ones that are benefiting the most from it. So just bear in mind that retail is fortunately is getting kind of in my opinion duped and i'm going to go into more data outside of just this on-chain stuff because we're going to go into the charts we're going to take a look at what's going on there as well um because i think this whole thing is going to catch and wreck so many people going long now leverage trading is high risk anyway um it's not something that you kind of just do and you know if you haven't got experience in that space or anything like that and um, it can be highly profitable if done correctly and um, but a lot of people a lot of retail they just kind of go all in and go fomo and do crazy things uh, and they use leverage to get themselves wrecked very very quickly if you can navigate the market reasonably well we understand what the market structure is like uh, through elliott wave theory smart money concepts and many other kind of different things as well They'll help you understand what the market is most likely going to do, and then you can kind of run with that kind of narrative. So on that note, let's go ahead and talk about how the market is currently feeling because they're greedy. And when the market is greedy, you should be fearful. When the market is fearful, you should be greedy. These are common things that we talk about all the time nothing unusual uh, about that and you know at the moment we're not in extreme greed but we are in a greedy state nonetheless and so be cautious here from our um long and short ratio aspects of things take a look at these just roll this up to the last hour aggregation a lot of people are going short on the market it's 53.47% with 46.53 going long i think that the market loves to go against the majority Therefore, I do think they're actually going to push up even higher before we actually have a correction. Even though I still think that we have to go down lower, we are more than likely going to have to go up further first, right? This is kind of just the way that the market likes to go, considering where the liquidity sits. So I'm going to go through the price action as to why I think up is the direction it's going to go. But this also supports that narrative as well. If the majority are thinking down, then unfortunately, the liquidity sits higher in the price charts through the short positions getting wrecked again, short squeezing and all that kind of stuff. By platform, you can see it's a little bit more balanced, 51% going long and 49% going short across these 11 platforms. That could swing it because, again, we are only talking about the number of positions going long versus going short. Doesn't tell us the size of those positions, and the size of the positions may swing the liquidity in a different direction. But nonetheless, we are where we are with this. And as you see, a lot more bullishness on these 11 platforms. Liquidation-wise, we obviously saw a lot of uh, short positions getting wrecked yesterday. Uh, a total of $211 million, pretty reasonable, but it could be a lot worse. We did see over $800 million during the FTX stuff, um, so kind of keep that in mind. Um, Bitcoin takes top spot, Ethereum takes second, so you can see that actually... Uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, Bitcoin's uh, taking top spot. Um, in terms of platforms, Binance is at the top with 33% of liquidations, OKX at 24% liquidations, Bybit at 15%. The biggest liquidation is on Bybit at $2.54 million. Um, so overall, um, yeah, as a lot of money has kind of been liquidated out, but it's uh, still actually pretty reasonable. It's not overly uh, too problematic or anything like that. Um, so let's go ahead and turn the cameras off and talk about some price action. So let's come into here. So what did we see? Well, we saw a significant price surge to the upside uh, yesterday. Okay. Um, now, this is an exciting time um, 
for a couple of reasons. One, it's kind of come up into our bigger range, which was the 23,996 to 24,941. You can see this right up here. Uh, this area, if I come all the way back over here, is this area that we had topped up. Now, we did actually go above this area originally uh, at the 25,211. Now, we haven't hit $25,000 according to Binance yet, but you can kind of see that we just chewed through all of these little areas that we had kind of on the chart. Okay, we chewed through them all. Now, the reasoning and the rationale behind this isn't really that we are seeing uh, a lot of demand. What you have seen, though, is a couple of institutional candles, which if anyone who's done the Smart Money Concepts course on cheekyschool.com, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I'll try to walk that through on this one here in a second. Um, we'll go through that in a moment. And you kind of see that coming in here. Basically, there's a very little liquidity up in this range. I think if I throw this in here, you can kind of see that there's very little volume up in this higher range anyway. Um, so we've got to kind of come back down towards our, our kind of equilibrium area at some point, which is approximately 50%. I'll talk about that in a moment as well. Um, but it does look like we've reached this upper area. I still think we have a little bit higher to go. Um, and that is indicated here on our stochastic RSI on this hourly chart. You can see that we've got some progression here on our weekly, our daily, our eight hour and our four hour and i'll walk you through those in a second um but we have corrected down quite a well here okay so we can see if i um turn this off and throw the volume in the volume in the way that the volume has decreased rapidly right here this allows that stochastic rsi to correct because the price isn't moving and there's not a lot of volume being pushing or volume selling you can kind of see that we hold an area whilst correcting the stochastic rsi now the question will be are we going to have an increase Okay, an increase in volume as we go up again, um, even though at a macro level, this is all decreasing volume as we had this low, uh, this high up here. So all that move to the upside was on decreasing volume at a macro level, um, but it's possible that we still actually push up a little bit on the micro side. So it's interesting. Now, as we kind of um, get rid of this, come into our RSI, make our stochastic RSI a little bit larger, you can see that we're oversold on our hourly, so we expect that move upwards, which again supports the narrative that if the majority are going short, the liquidity sits higher in the price chart, price moves up rather than moves down. And now from a four-hour standpoint, we are overbought. On an eight-hour standpoint, we are overbought. 12 hours, overbought. 16 hours, overbought. 20 hours, overbought. Daily, heading up to the overbought, but not there yet. So another move upwards, I think, would support and move on our daily allow us to concrete in the 20 16 and 12 hours along with our four and eight and then obviously move our hourly back up into the overbought area over the next few days i would expect us to be up in this overbought range on bitcoin which will then tie up nicely with being overbought on our weekly time frame which means essentially that we're in a really good position to have a nice healthy correction uh, to the downside what that means uh, could be lower low might not be lower low we don't know uh, we'll see how that kind of stretches out but for the most part it does look Look like a move to the downside is something that is going to have to happen it's inevitability even if we continue a little bit higher here on the price chart now from our weekly standpoint what do we see we see the shorter term i think that's a shorter let me just check the yellow 50 yeah so we obviously had our bullish cross here a golden cross uh price moved down before moving up all that kind of usual non noise that we kind of see in the space um now if we uh take off this and put in our divergences nothing on our uh, let me just check. I wonder if this has actually not got it because I'm pretty certain, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty certain we had hidden, yeah, there is. Uh, we had a hidden bullish divergence just down here. 
wasn't actually active on my chart, but you can kind of see it in here. Um, and this is now played out. Okay, so we've now completed this hidden bullish divergence, and that's kind of looking complete. What is not going on here, and I spoke about this before, uh, it was we are not doing a five-wave trend structure. We've been through this. That is not what is going on here. At most, this is now going to have to be classified as a W, X, Y, X, and Z. Okay, that is more fitting to what this is. It is, and it should not be considered um, a five-wave trend when we do not support a five-wave trend narrative with the wave one. Okay, so knowing that we're not in a trend is quite important from an Elliott wave theory point of view because it means that we're fair game to go in any direction to any length. And what I mean by that is we could have a short correction that retests maybe around that eighteen thousand dollar level, and then move on up. And equally, at the same time, we could see this go all the way down here in a trend-based structure, right? Both of those scenarios are possible. Whereas if we were in a trend-based structure and we were doing this, one, two, three, four, and five, right? Then, of course, the only thing that we can do is test that 18K area and then rally on up, right? So at the moment, there's a lot of options here. Then and we can't say for certain which one of those is going to play out because both are technically possible. So we want to keep an eye on the structure of what forms when we have a nice healthy correction. Now on our weekly time frame, we can see that the death cross is there. Okay, so we can see the death cross right here happened uh, last week, but game price moves up, which basically means what? I mean, if we really break this down. We had a uh, golden uh, cross on the daily chart which then just broke down in price and basically wrecked people and then on the weekly time frame you see a death cross and price moves up right these are the opposite of what you would expect to happen uh, under kind of the traditional kind of way of looking at moving averages um, so again just bear in mind that this stuff is just heavily manipulated in an unregulated market that crypto is and we don't want to rely too much on these basic retail tools instead we want to be thinking about how do uh, institutional players trade the market and actually just pay attention to how they do it and just follow their their, their lead right uh, that's going to be in my opinion the much better safer play um, moving on, Wyckoff is still in play, but very close to invalidation, which you know I honestly couldn't care less about anyway. Um, it'd be good to put the Wyckoff accumulation pattern to bed because I just think it's just it doesn't it doesn't overly help us too much. I mean, I know it's an institutional pattern, um, but Elliott Wave Theory does a great job of tracking this, and so does Smart Money Concepts. I don't really need a third. Um, it's great to kind of keep an eye on it. It's, an, it's something that people seem to love because of 2021. But, you know, it is what it is. And if we move up above 25,211, we can say we were never in a Wyckoff accumulation pattern as I've drawn it. There's only one other variable that could or one other variation that could be in play. I'll draw that out and see how that goes. But for the most part, it is what it is. I'm not too fussed about it. Um, if, of course, we reverse down here, we're still in play technically uh, and we'll be aiming for about 18,600. Um, but let's move on into smart money concepts angle on the market. Uh, and this one is really interesting because we've left it behind a lot of fair value gaps. Fair value gaps are essentially where institutional players have created an imbalance in the order books. So you can see as we've moved up, there's one down here, this little green area. You can see this, 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 and most recently these four gaps here. Okay, so these gaps are basically created through an imbalance in the order books. And in so much buying has come in here, there's not enough selling occurs in this gap that the price jumps to the next area where the liquidity sits. Okay, so when we start seeing all of these kind of gaps appear, these fair value gaps, these imbalances in the order book, we have to assert that eventually price is going to naturally want to come down, fill these areas, and you don't really leave these gaps behind too often. Now, this one down here is quite interesting because... This gap that hasn't been filled is all the way down at $15,000. You got these ones at 17, 18, 19, 
and 20. And then most recently, you've got 22, got 23, 23 and a half, and then most recently 24. Okay, so these gaps, our expectations are that eventually we're going to have to kind of move back in price and we're going to have to kind of fill out these areas. It's not always a guarantee that you do this, but more than more often than not, your price basically respects this and comes back down um, and you find that it consolidates in these ranges. Um, I did uh, an example on the Smart Money Concepts course where we actually see it. We go back in time and we kind of uh, see how these kind of things get filled out. Uh, we can probably actually go back in time here just on this stream, just a brief moment. If I think it was around, I think it was around here. If I throw this in, let Smart Money Concepts just... Uh, load up here for a second there we go this fair value gap this imbalance on the order book right here okay this gets filled out because you can't just leave it behind price has to move back up again and um, so you know that we're looking at just moving down here we finish off this little diagonal structure and then basically price moves up and takes that area that takes that fair value gap and you see how it got hit here now in my understanding uh, of a purist kind of view is we wouldn't actually articulate that as complete until we had filled this entire gap in and um, so i would have kind of just said okay we're more than likely still going to push up a little bit further even though we continue to go down here we know that there's a high probability that that gap there just gets filled right and you can kind of see that there was even another one that automatically got filled as well so when we kind of see this we can see okay well price is more than likely going to gravitate towards those areas you can see there's another one there and we start leaving all of these ones behind now okay so as we kind of push through we can see that we've left all these gaps behind okay and these gaps are more than likely have to get filled out okay so we're going to have to come back down we filled this one that was left behind we knew price was going to move up we can see that we even pushed all the way through the equilibrium area okay and more than likely or not the price is going to come down to equilibrium at some point okay and that would basically take care of three of those gaps there's a little one down here but then we've got a discounted range a little bit lower again We've got to think about these ones over here as well. It could take some time to play out, but we're more than likely going to have to fill those out anyway. So essentially, when it comes to smart money concepts, yes, we've seen there's institutional candles, the created imbalances in the order books. We can see those moving up here. These fair value gaps are left behind and price will come down to those fair value gaps in the same way that price has had to move up to fill those fair value gaps. If I bring this to a four hour chart that were left behind. OK, you can kind of see there's still some fair value gaps that have been left behind. Okay, so price loves to go back up and revisit these areas, get them all cleaned out. That would put us at about 27, by the way, guys, 27 and a half. And there's even a few up here. Now, there's no time frame on how long it takes these things to play out. Um, they can take years, they can take uh, months, they can take weeks, they can take days, right? There's no real rhythm and rhyme to it. Just going to be cautious with it and be optimistic about where price has to go. Um, but for now, it does look like we've left a fair few of these behind, uh, these institutional candles, uh, basically leaving these gaps. And I think we have to come down to finish those off. But natural correction, regardless, I think is due, uh, not only on our stochastic RSIs, but we are seeing kind of exhaustion across the board, uh, even though I know the market wants to be bullish, which, of course, Chris, we want it to be a bull market. We're we just do. not there yet. Um, so, yeah, we are where we are when we're not trading, uh, not trending. Um, and you can't understand why uh, we hit the yeah right you see you hit 1.618 yeah because you have to abide by the rules of elliott wave theory elliott wave theory says a trend is a five three five three five structure and instead what have you got do the count it's not a five three five three five but there you go elliott wave theory course linked in the description below i talk uh, extensively about uh, impulsive structures awesome jump into the live chat chris let's see what's going on 
Let's jump in. Let's jump in with both feet. Um, shorting the market to 14k, apparently. What are your I mean, thoughts on that? I, like, there's no guarantee of new lower lows. I do think, however, there's a high probability of it due to the fact that, well, whales are continuing to sell. And they were selling... Well, they were selling since, um, well march 2022 and they haven't slowed down <laughs> um, even the november lows they were selling so uh, why would they sell a low if the bottom was in bear in mind these guys decide the bottom yeah the, and the macro is not good right so you look at credit card debt most expensive debt you know it's up silly silly numbers you've got um supply chain issues uh retail are going to have a, a overstock um Second-hand car market's going to be um, in in a really bad position as well. You you consider um, the the scenario of uh, the virus and and people you know not wanting to use public trans transport, obviously purchasing cars. Um, then obviously you know we look at the landscape now. People are more comfortable with traveling on on public transport again. Realize they don't need a car, so you know you've got all these uh, second-hand car dealers that you know paid over the odds for for cars and they're going to also be in a position where they've got too much stock and obviously supply and demand is a, a big deal you're going to have the same with uh, you know retail you know nike are, are, are going to be in a, a position where they're going to have to heavily discount stuff and uh yeah look, the whole landscape doesn't do you mean, look do you mean really nike positive or now. nike 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 whatever i just want think about the audience is like a uh Adidas? How do they say it in America? Like we call it Adidas, but they don't call it Adidas over there. Adidas. Adidas. Um, <laughs> and it's the same with like we call it Nike, but it's Nike uh, over there. Anyway, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it is Nike. It is. <laughs> it is what it is, and it will uh, it'll be whatever I fucking call it, <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, look, um, they're, they're they're all going to have uh, you know potential. Uh, scenarios where they're going to have to heavily discount stuff in order for for people to to purchase it and those people purchasing aren't going to have the money because they've got loads of debit card uh, credit card um debt that they're not going to be able to service uh homes will be lost and uh yeah look, it's, it's just not brewing up to to be a good landscape that doesn't even take into consideration the property crisis you know all around the world particularly in china and uh, various other parts uh around the world so yeah look Nick looks at the TA side of things. Uh, the macros uh, not looking good either. Some stuff. As much as they might want to manipulate the data, you know, uh, I noticed they they changed the parameters, didn't they? For for was it the CPI? I can't <laughs> yeah. That, so that rather than using two years worth of data, they said, "Oh, we're just going to use one," <laughs> which means you can't compare it to the historical versions either. So you yeah. can't say month on month you've had positive or negative change because they changed the parameters for one month. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's it's mad. Uh, yeah, then <clears throat> you know, throw in the SEC, uh, and uh, yeah, you you know, you've got even more uh, things to to concern, you know, be concerned about. So yeah, uh, interesting stuff. Um, what else we got? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, please, Nick, are we coming down? Please tell me we are. <laughs> I think that's what I just said my expectations are uh, but i'm not a financial advisor i can't give anyone financial advice my, my thoughts are that we have to come down because the data suggests we have to come down yeah even just... though the market is still pushing up higher it doesn't it's not driven from anything else outside of 
uh, I think the DXY and um, and market makers at this point. Awesome. Um, just been talking to V Chain. I see a V Chain remains to be seen. Uh, I've obviously missed something further up because <laughs> uh, what remains to be seen when it comes to V Chain? I've literally just been chatting to them. Fire, fire, uh, Um, yeah, it's, it's always a tad awkward when somebody uh, asks you, uh, Are you going to the party? <laughs> like, what party? What party? Weren't invited yeah. to a party, wasn't in part, uh, invited to, to a party. I know exactly what party, uh, they're talking about. Uh, is that somebody... V-Chain? yeah, V Chain asked, yeah, because V Chain are going to the party, <laughs> of course, they are. um, <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, somebody somebody else asked me if I was going to that party as well. Uh, but I wasn't invited to the party. Um, but we couldn't go anyway, so it's uh, it's really irrelevant. But yeah, tad awkward, tad awkward. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's uh, see what uh, people are, are saying about V Chain uh, and what's yet to be seen. Interested, very interested. Um, Adidas, yeah. Um, regulation crash i think that there could be a crash caused by uh the the regulators in the respect that i mentioned earlier around uh custodians licensed or qualified <coughs> i can't remember the terminology you have to uh, bear in mind custodians. i always think of um of one thing right you've got cryptocurrency exchanges that don't want to be banks but I think banks want to be cryptocurrency exchanges. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, go after who's not regulated to be custodians. Simple. <laughs> banks can be regulated to be custodians. Yeah. You wait, you'll come. It'll come. Oh, you, you know that's where it's going. Uh, your BlackRock, your, you know, Morgan Stanley, uh, various other banks, um, for sure, because they're, they're qualified to do so. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's yeah you can't make this shit up um so yeah look, i think we'll see significantly less exchanges uh centralized ones at least um than we have currently uh very very soon particularly for the u.s but you know the u.s you know seem to be putting themselves under a lot of strain it's almost like they forget that they've reached the the debt ceiling that's going to be raised <laughs> yeah like like they, they said like, uh we've, we've reached we can't borrow anymore oh we'll just we'll just, just raise not? it why not just give clarity, regulate it properly with with clarity, with you know a proper <clears throat> regulatory body? And I say proper. What I mean by that is one that um, that isn't just um, you know, in my opinion, corrupt and um, out to just find people, um, and and just have good taxation, clear your debt. Yeah. I, I just think that the innovation over time would support that. I don't think it, you know, it would, uh, you know, on its own solve it. But um, over time, I think that it would uh, definitely chip away at it. But there we go. Um, anything that's standing out to you? Um, people will just start end up using DEXs, which I think they will. Um, you know, there'll be more reliance on it, but it does come with risk nonetheless. Um, if you're giving, let's say you've got a ledger device, right? You link that ledger device to a MetaMask wallet, then you link your MetaMask wallet to a DEX, and that DEX isn't necessarily a trustworthy individual running it behind it, behind the scene, right? Or, uh, or it's got some malicious code in it. 
and you basically allow a smart contract to access your MetaMask and you sign that transaction with your ledger, well, they can drain your ledger very, very quickly. So yes, I do think that DEXs will become more and more popular and as such, more and more scams will become more and more apparent on those DEXs and, and so forth. Uh, so it's high risk if you don't know what you're doing. But you've yeah. covered this in a video. Yeah, I've covered this several times in a video, <coughs> uh, in several videos. Um, yeah, like I, uh, I guess like if if some of these others aren't uh, able to to custody crypto, I mean uh, putting it in the hands of people that don't know what they're doing that seems like a like a yeah. really stupid thing to do. Well, yeah. you know, they're not and after uh, protecting well, the retail investor. Well, 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 well uh, you you could be misled by reading their uh, their mission statement at the top of Ooh, their. Uh, that's website. an idea. Like, if uh, if they keep suing people because they're misleading investors, surely retail investors could sue the US for the misleading mission statement. I mean, I I don't know how that would work, but <laughs> I, don't know, I, I mean, it is very misleading. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know how you could argue that it isn't um, isn't misleading. Um, Gary should uh, fire <laughs> all of the senior leadership at the SEC and then resign immediately after and. Uh, <laughs> The government should employ proper people that know what they're doing, uh, in my opinion. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, my comments are getting deleted. Um, sometimes uh, the YouTube uh, removes comments for whatever reason. It might not like some of the terminology. Um, we're not deleting them, though. No, uh, just just to be clear, I don't actually delete any comments. I just ban people, and their ban automatically removes the comments. Um, I deleted. No, I deleted no. one comment. Yeah. Okay. Just... Yeah, we don't we don't manually like do, do, do this stuff. Um, so it's probably that YouTube has deemed whatever you said unacceptable. And from what I've seen, when YouTube thinks something is unacceptable, it looks perfectly acceptable to me. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it does, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't, though. Sometimes, like, uh, some of it's awful. But uh, try rewording whatever it is uh, in maybe a, a way that, <laughs> that won't get it removed. Uh, AK can see the comment. I mean, I can see the comment saying my comments are getting deleted. That's the only one I can see. Yeah, same. But you've been a member for six plus months. Fantastic. I think as a RC, you've got 12 month badge, which is cool. Yeah. Um, anything else, Nick, that you want to cover off uh, no i think that yeah v chain rock rock no, i think that's expecting uh big things expecting big things yeah <laughs> yeah uh i think that's gonna kind of wrap us up here today uh we'll be back obviously with a dedicated bitcoin video this afternoon uh, and all that kind of wonderful stuff so uh, do watch out for that one if you haven't yet joined us in discord though check it out linked in the description down below and if you're looking for more information on smart money concepts or elliot wave theory with correct use of elliot so much bad use of elliot wave theory these days chris it seems that we kind of started a trend uh, uh, back in like... the, the the waves the waves, the waves, Nick, the, the, waves, waves. the waves, the waves, the waves, the, the waves. It's almost like pillow talk all over again. It's like the waves are going to take you on journey, on journey. to the to, to millions and if millions you, of dollars of Bitcoin. If you want to um, know what we're talking about, jump in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, it's so wrong. Uh, the, the the rules are not being followed. It uh, it it is just bad. Um, but nonetheless, um, if you're looking for 
the actual rules of Elliott Wave Theory and why, if applied correctly, it's very effective, um, then do join us down in Discord. Check out Cheeky School. But uh, yeah, other than that, guys, have a fantastic day and we'll catch you all in the next one. Yeah, take care.